is in the know for Tuesday, September 20. The 263rd day of 2022, there are 102 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com, via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast. On Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. We will also have today's water cooler question. Going to be your chance to prove that you're the smartest person around the water cooler and make you a winner of some great prizes. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the No. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. It's my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's me. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm okay. Is fall still your favorite season? It is. So uh, your favorite season arrives in a couple of days. It doesn't arrive officially until Thursday night. Yes. But uh, I thought maybe it was still your favorite. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fall is the favorite season of the nation, followed by summer, then spring, and of course winter. I know a few people that like winter. I know a few people that like snow. I don't know that they really like winter broadly, but uh, fall is a great time. I think spring is my favorite, then summer, then fall, then winter. But Mine goes exactly the way you write it. (laughs) Goes fall. Fall, Mm -hmm. then summer, Mm -hmm. then spring, and then winter. Yes. So much opportunity in spring, though, that I like like the rebirth idea and that type of thing. So anyway, he is the five-time winner of the Coveted Ohio NewsHawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe, London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo, and even Litchfield. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? Not too bad. Did you senior night last night? Yes, it was senior night. For uh, you were on the, on the on the pitch. Yes, final time on the pitch this year. The Lady Cougars picked up a win against Butler County two nothing. I saw uh, saw a photograph with uh, what Coach Van Meter and uh, seniors. Six, six seniors. Six seniors. That's six a lot. Seniors. Isn't yeah, it? I, I mean, it, it, that's a decent number. Uh, I would name them right now, but I know I will forget one, so I'll, I will. I'll just. Oh yeah, you I'll wouldn't just step you, aside. You wouldn't. You wouldn't want to do that. No. But so, so how did the uh, how did the match turn out? Two nothing. Lady yeah. Cougars picked up a win against Butler County. Oh, that's always good. Um, so now they're either the number two or the number three seed in the district tournament here in a couple of weeks, mm. which is kind of crazy that we're already at the district tournament. But I mean, and then if you want to keep on the sport, I know you're talking about sports later. We do want to give a shout out to what oh, Jackson Mays. Jackson Mays and Landon Skis. Yeah. They're now advanced to the semi state. That's cool. And uh, I, I was told that the regional tournament was being played at Heritage Hills, but it's not being played at Heritage Hills. It's actually being played at E-Town Country Club, which is a little closer. So now Jackson and Landon advance to Heritage Hills. So I was just predicting the future for them. That's I what see. Okay. So so we got a little bit of twisted and, information uh-huh. when we and were talking about the, Heritage Hills. And the Lady Cougars are there right now. They just teed off a few minutes ago. Hmm. Okay. So hopefully we'll have more headed to Heritage Hills next All week. All right. Well, do you need to go, like, walk the course with them? Do you need to go, like, Can I have roving a cart? wireless? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah if I could have a golf cart, then, yeah, absolutely. I'll, yeah, I'll it's, go it's drive no, with them. Uh, oh, I thought you meant, like, a pool cart. 
No, you know, no, one of those I want that. I want cart. No. One of your K one five digital productions <laughs> team members pull you in the pull cart. I that like, might not be the most comfortable thing in the world. Well, I did appreciate that when and you'll see this on Friday. We just recorded a golf thing, and what they do is that they have their parents drive a golf cart and they sit on the back and they have and as the golf cart drives, they pull the, the hand cart. So they pull the hand cart while sure. on the golf cart. Mm-hmm. I was like, I appreciate that. Ingenuity. Uh, it's a rural community. We're used uh-huh. to, you know, towing trailers uh-huh. and hooking things up and tractoring and, uh, and I we liked, got it uh, all. Each family had a different style sure. for how they did it, and <laughs> I appreciate it. That's just the way families work. Uh-huh. Everybody's got a slightly different way of doing it. Hey, it's getting hotter today to end summer, so we're going to go through about a 36-hour period where summer will make a, uh, a final exclamation point. On 2022, it's going to get warm today and even warmer tomorrow. We could see a high in the lower 90s today. We'll see a high in the mid-90s for tomorrow, then right on cue. Even though fall doesn't arrive until Thursday night, about 8 o'clock Central Time is where the uh, autumnal equinox is, uh, we're still going to have a fall-like day all of Thursday with the high being 74. And then Friday, 72, 57, the overnight low into Saturday morning. So about the time the Honeyfest Parade kicks off on Saturday morning, it's going to be really nice because after having... Having, uh, after having bottomed out, you know, just before daylight, about 57, it'll take a few hours for it to, you know, warm back up. So it, it'll feel really uh, honeyfest like Saturday morning. I'm not sure you could ask for a better between homecoming Friday night for foot for home football yep. and honeyfest. I'm not sure you could ask for better weather. Couldn't ask for better. We're going to get a little rain shower tomorrow uh, or on Thursday, and that is also going to help kind of reduce maybe a little bit of the dust because things are drying out. We're getting a lot more dust, a lot more, you know, things floating in the air. That'll help kind of tamp that down a little bit so it's just going to be a it's, picture perfect weekend. it's not honey fest unless you get a little mud on your shoes walking through the vendors i don't know let's be careful about that i don't mind getting a little honey on my shoes but i don't really want to i don't really want mud it's on, fun though i like it it's, it's part of it ukraine is back in the news and they are warning of nuclear terrorism after a russian missile struck near a nuclear plant the reactors were operating normally and no employees were injured but the proximity of the strike has renewed fears that russia's nearly seven-month-long war uh, in Ukraine might produce a radiation disaster. So they've been worried about that. Also, the breaking news this morning that there are portions of Ukraine that are having votes uh, later this week to potentially join Russia. They're those middle ground sections over there that more were a little more easily taken by uh, by Putin and Russia. And so some some territories of Ukraine, the ones that kind of fancy themselves as Russians already, may vote later in this week to actually s- switch sides or align themselves or their allegiance with uh, another with uh, Russia instead of Ukraine. After seeing some sharp drops last week. There's been a slight rebound in new cases and deaths of COVID-19 in Kentucky. There were 9,159 new cases last week. That's 85 higher than the previous week. But such a small percentage difference, you almost call that, you know, a, a kind of a flat line. There were 80 new COVID deaths. That was 15 more than the previous week. So, again, that testing figures obviously don't factor in factor in home tests. But the tests that are running through the metrics and running through the measuring system Uh, about the same as last week, but the positivity rate down under 12% for the first time since May. So it was above 16.29 uh, previous, the previous week and so now we're under 12 at 11.96%. By the way, that death, we're about um, probably within... 
by this time next week, we'll probably cross the 17,000 Kentuckians lost because we're at uh, 16,902 is where we are as then, of the report yesterday. While you're at that, I know Josh Embry sent us a message. I don't know if you were in on this message or not, but he said that the vaccine clinic is going to close at noon on Thursday while you're on COVID. So that there, that's just something that he had, he had shared and wanted to make sure that the public did. The clinic is closing, closing? It's just, I think it's just closing early. Oh, on, okay. on at early noon. for at Thursday. Noon. Yes, okay, it is gotcha, closing gotcha. early. It just says that the department, the health department is closing at noon on Thursday. I don't know if you all saw. The president was on 60 Minutes the other night. He said pandemic's over. So just do whatever you Run wild. Go crazy, folks. 60 Minutes is not something I typically watch. That's what, that's what Joe not, said. I'm not usually that. I right. watched it for you. I'm just relaying what Joe said. I'm just telling you. A Litchfield woman indicted in Butler County on drug and other charges has been charged in Grayson County after deputies serving a warrant found drugs on the suspect. This happened uh, last week. Grayson County Sheriff's Office personnel uh, arrived at uh, 404 East Maple Street in Caneyville where they made contact with a 45-year-old Shannon Thomas. According to the arrest citation, was recently indicted by the Butler County Grand Jury for possession of a controlled substance, tampering with physical evidence, and public intoxication. While Placing the suspect into custody during the search of Thomas, they located a bindle of methamphetamine in her pocket. She was lodged in Grayson County Detention Center, etc., etc. By the way, reminded me of the grand jury. Did you see? Did you see my court schedule? Did, you blew, I, I always right. appreciate that you get the. There's like different periods throughout yes. the year where our emails uh-huh. will blow up. Yes, right? and yes. Uh, I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting. When, that was, what was not it? one Thursday. It's not usually because we'll get another period here coming uh-huh. up in about six weeks when you when UK basketball slash Cougar basketball comes. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I take care of two calendars, so it's it's a double whammy for me. I'm like, yeah, here we go. I always just enjoy it. It it's it usually it's the the time the tell of a new season. Sure. So uh, what he's making reference to is that we all, you know, we all use shared calendars or we, we kind of figure out what's going on with who. And since I uh, have jury duty for the upcoming, mm-hmm. for the final three months of the year, had to at least put those on everybody's calendars to go, hey, good luck. You know, uh, so I'm still stuck on bindle. What is a bindle? Bindle. It's like a methamphetamine. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. All that right, I guess I'll look it up. A Clarkson man has been arrested after driving on a DUI suspended license for the third time, as well as being in possession of methamphetamine. Not sure if there was a bindle involved or not, but uh, <laughs> some some quantity of methamphetamine. This happened over the weekend, Saturday night, about 1015. Clarkson police officer Jordan Jones observed an 09 Honda Accord being driven by a 28-year-old Brandon uh, Pannell. They, uh, after a traffic stop, made contact. Suspect did not have a valid driver's license due to a DUI conviction. Further investigation showed he had been caught driving on a DUI suspended license two other times and so um, gave consent to search. Discovered a glass pipe containing methamphetamine, handgun, etc., etc., arrested, lodged, yada, yada. So a bindle is the bag, sack, or carrying device stereotypically used by the American subculture of hobos. So think of the stick with the bag on the back. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming because this was in her pocket, the stick must have fallen. I figured a a bindle. (laughs) (laughs) Or is is the bindle just, is it like the little circular that you like wrap up and it's like a little... Everybody knows a bindle is a fraction of a bundle. So it says the bindle is... Colloquially known as the blanket stick. Colloquially. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Uh, so, uh, now you know. So, 
Well, got, didn't you used you to have a word of the day? Meters, centimeters, millimeters. You got bundles, uh-huh. bindles, bandles. Okay. Bandles. But you did have your word of the day, so that needs to be your word. What was the, you I mean, need to use it three times in a sentence? Three times in a sentence, and it's yours forever. Okay, there we go. So that's that's our goal for today. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to practice colloquy. I've already used bindle three times. <laughs> Kentucky has seen its first death to, due to West Nile virus in at least three years, according to the Louisville Metro health and wellness in 2021 there were three human cases but no deaths in louisville and the last death was in uh, 2019 so not sure what that means to you or how it impacts you if at all but i do think it's an indicator that with the last death in 2019 you know that we've all been keeping our distance and doing things differently in 20 and 21 and portions of 22 so it may explain why we haven't had a lot of things that happen in uh, over that period of time well the mosquitoes were practicing social distancing too right yeah i guess so you know they were uh, they were trying Masking to up. trying to keep the keep the covid away governor Bashir said yesterday he's working to bring hydrogen investments and jobs to kentucky by working Working with fellow governors in six states to advance a hydrogen market, supply chain, and workforce development across the Midwest region. Governor Bashir joins Indiana, Illinois, Michigan, Minnesota, Ohio, and Wisconsin in creating a Midwest Hydrogen Coalition. It provides a regional framework for a strong hydrogen market that is hoped uh, will spur new industries and good-paying jobs, promote energy resilience, and improve public health by reducing pollution. Hydrogen can be produced through fossil renewable and nuclear resources the energy density and energy carrying capacity of hydrogen make it an attractive cleaner fuel option for transportation aviation and industrial uses as well as electricity generated uh, generation applications so we would use we would use hydrogen to create electricity to charge batteries that make is I that guess, what that says? Uh, sort guess. of. All I mean, right. It, I mean, it seems interesting enough. Yeah, I mean, I was just kind of getting used to the idea of like the being the well, the battery capital of the world, and it's like yeah, it, I thought, so hydrogen. All and, right, that and it looks like too when you named Office of the States, it's a lot of bipartisanship too. So it kind of shows that it's. I mean, Il- Indiana, you mentioned right? Indiana's in there. Uh-huh. Illinois is in there. Uh-huh. Um, they didn't ask me if they should let Indiana in or not, but I guess. They're in uh, Michigan, Minnesota, Ohio, yeah, Wisconsin. So you've got some bipartisanship there, too, between different kinds of governors. Wisconsin. With its extensive freight and pipeline network and underground storage areas, the state has the energy infrastructure to support, enhance, or expand hydrogen production, hydrogen distribution, and hydrogen vehicle infrastructure. Interesting. Speaking of how we power our cars right now, gasoline prices are uh, continue to lower. The average prices of unleaded gasoline is uh, three twenty six in Bowling Green, three oh five in Elizabethtown, three twelve in Owensboro. I saw the governor tweeted a picture on Saturday. There's somewhere in Frankfurt. There was under three dollars. No, I got it here in town yesterday for two ninety eight. You did. Uh-huh. Look, look at you go. I do think it's interesting that Bowling Green remains like the highest in not necessarily the state, but mm-hmm. the highest in the region. They're pacing ahead of uh, Owensboro and certainly Owensboro? Elizabethtown. Three twelve. Okay, so just just a little higher. Than what it are. says, not not much, but you know, three. That's a that's a twenty five cent difference from what you pay well, for know, it, and then what uh, I know the average is listed as in Bowling May- Green. Mayfield was a little lower too. I think that they were around the three dollar mark as well. well it's because there. they're lower. It's closer to sea level 
Is that right? Yeah. It's, it costs less mm-hmm. to bring the gasoline uphill. Well, I'll tell you, that that, uh, that drive there is a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's flat. It's one of the flatter drives in Kentucky, though, you'll find. Governor Bashir visited eastern Kentucky to highlight plans to expand the Mountain Parkway. He was uh, in the region yesterday. The planned four-lane expansion in McGoffin County would stretch 13 miles from uh, 460 in Salyersville to 404 in Prestonsburg. The governor's office said extending the parkway this way would cause fear, disruption, and impacts to homes and businesses as opposed to extending along the Kentucky 114 corridor. He was in Prestonsburg yesterday to make the announcement. The That's good. I'm going to have to go out of my way to find a reason to drive the Mountain Parkway mm-hmm. just to see how far they've come in yep. a dozen years. Yeah, go uh you got some friends in Pikeville, right? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you probably I, have colleagues out there too. I have, from the I have, I have friends all over the all over the state now. So, from and, Paducah to Pikeville. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. All right, here's the Kentucky high school football poll, and Pikeville. Excuse me, Pikeville, Pikeville. is number one in Class One A. Raceland is at two. Talk about opposite ends of the state. No, Raceland's yeah. northeastern Kentucky. Raceland's, Raceland's northeast. Ashland. Okay. Um, Class 2A is an interesting class. Mayfield is at 1. Owensboro Catholic is at 5. Hancock County at 6. Butler County at 7. McLean County at 8. Yeah, I, I'm glad Han- I think, I mean, that's, those, again, we, I've seen all three of those teams play in Hancock, Butler, and McLean, but that's all their district right there. It's a good district. Yeah, I mean, that's, Because um, their district is very competitive. Is Catholic, McLean, Butler, Hancock, and Todd. Hancock County is 5-0. and Butler County 4-0. and McLean County 5-0. and in Class 3A, LCA is one, so Louisville Christian is one, Bardstown is two. Hart County got nine votes for the uh, top ten in uh, Class 3A. Yeah, they just had a big win over Glasgow on Friday. Elizabethtown got some votes. Boyle County is number one in Class 4A. Frederick Douglass is uh, number one in Class 5A. And Woodford County and Bowling Green are tied for second. When was the last time do you think it would have been that Owensboro wasn't in the top ten in Class 5A in the state? It's probably been a while. Because they're not currently. Uh, they did well, get some votes for the probably top Probably 2016, 17, somewhere in that range. St. X leads the class in 6A, followed by Ballard. Central Harden got some votes for uh, the top ten in Class 6A as well. So that's kind of your, that's how your uh, high school poll goes. And so this weekend, for those of you, the National Park Service has been called the United States Best Idea. And if you visit our national park system, you know that it has a lot to lot to offer and ranges uh, from, you know, big things to small things. And so this weekend is National Public Lands Day, September the 24th. And so even the national parks that do charge an entrance fee, they are waiving that fee to encourage people to use the uh, National Park Service as part of National Public Lands Day. So don't forget. And then they do that again on Veterans Day for veterans, of course, on November 11th. But on National Public Lands Day, you can uh, get into most of the national parks and those fees are waived. So might look into that. they got a great website with plenty of information, so just want to pass that along to you. Going to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Today is gibberish day. If, yeah. 
with me saying that word earlier. It was kind of like gibberish. (laughs) If you excel at gibberish, you probably already know it. It's punch day. The word punch is said to come from a Hindustani word, punch, which means five in the early 1600s. Sailors and employees of the British East India Company brought a new exotic drink from India to England. The beverage was made from spirits, lemon, sugar, water, and tea, and they called it punch and then now we get punch or hawaiian punch or just various types of punch it is also pepperoni pizza day today Ooh, gotta love it the first pizza was sold in naples italy in 1738 pizza is most likely evolved as a variation of flatbreads pepperoni is the most popular preferred by 36 percent of people over three billion pizzas are sold in the u.s each year more pizzas are sold on super bowl sunday than any other day of the year halloween is the second most popular day for eating pizza over 17 percent of restaurants are pizzerias or serve pizza halloween is the second most halloween second really right behind Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Okay. Super Bowl is is number one. Halloween is number two. Interesting. I can kind of see that. I just wouldn't have, if you would have guessed, I wouldn't have guessed Halloween second. Americans consume over 23 pounds of pizza per person per year. That's the average. So there you go. Probably the over. Oh, I'm I'm definitely the under. So after watching, getting up, I didn't get up early, but as soon as I was up, I was watching the funeral of uh, QE2 yesterday, and uh, it was on here in the studio. And then I w- I went home and watched last uh, last evening some of the stuff that I had missed throughout the day, and kind of fast forwarded through some of it to see certain things that I wanted to see the just the regal nature, the well timed, the procession, the precision and in involved was uh, interesting. If you saw it yesterday. You saw her crown and a um, a card on top of the gun carriage, the cortege, and a wreath. And so all the, the, the wreath was significant because it had certain types of flowers that she loved, but a, a particular flower that was in her bouquet when she wed Prince Philip. So that was the significance of that. So tying all those things together was interesting. But the world kind of was interested in this one little spider. There was a spider spotted uh, on top of the Queen's uh, cortege, the the procession there yesterday going through that kind of had everybody's um, everybody's attention. Because, because you know, the, the photography, the videography is so good now with these. 4K cameras that mm-hmm. you can catch the You're there. smallest mm-hmm. detail. Yeah, puts you <laughs> just inside it. So the world was having fun with that. In uh, in the United Kingdom, they you know where we have ABC, NBC, CBS, PBS, Fox. They have um, they have over there. They're like BBC, and then they have they have. Because their country is so is much smaller, their network they don't have as many affiliates and TV stations as we have. They have these big major outlets that have one signal. So they it's like BBC One, BBC Two, BBC Three, and so it just the way they do their channelizing there is different. Most of them showed coverage of the Queen's funeral. But Channel 5, like in the United Kingdom, they just call it Channel 5. Mm-hmm. You know, it's back to my point where they it's more simplified. 
Channel 4 aired a documentary about the coronation while others aired the funeral, but Channel 5 did not air anything about the queen. They aired the Emoji Movie. And the Emoji Movie is followed by, uh, they followed, it was the Emoji Movie, then Stuart Little, then Ice Age, Dawn of the Dinosaurs, and then Sing. Is it just a kid's? In Emoji Movie, well, it stars James Corden and Patrick Stewart, two, you know, two well-known Brits. So they were voicing it. But, they were having fun with it. So this was for the younger kids. You know, they mm. gave counter-programming, so something the kids could do that couldn't sit and watch all day. But there got to be this uh, trend going socially that said that this was specifically for Louie. So you'll remember mm-hmm. during the Jubilee, the world got Louis, the third child of William and mm-hmm. Kate. Who's what, like three? He's four. He's four, four now. Okay. But remember, he was putting his hands <laughs> over his ears and he was like making all the faces at the Jubilee. So they wisely left Louis at home for the funeral. Yes. So <laughs> George and Charlotte were both there, but they left the youngest. So there was this speculation <laughs> that <laughs> having the emoji movie on gave Louis something to do yesterday. And so I, I thought. Like it was. I thought it was sweet the way that they, uh, the way that they did that. So pretty, pretty neat. Over uh, speaking of emojis, over ninety percent of Americans agree emojis make it easier to express themselves. I would say so. You would say so. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I. Uh, I mean, if you you put something and you put the laughing face by it, you know, you're not. You know, you're you're trying to pull a fast one on them. You know, it goes back to not being able to hear tone, tone in a text. Yeah. Emoji sets so, tone. So, yes, you're right. Mm-hmm. It, it provides a facial expression, uh-huh. yeah, and 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 in ways a body language to uh-huh. go. You know, mm-hmm. whether it's like a crossed arm or a, you know, like a you know, the questioning kind of mm-hmm. thing. I, you know. We all remember, even Sam remembers, he's, he's old enough to remember the days when you, if you wanted to make an emoji, you had to do it the old fashioned way with the colon and a closed parentheses. Mm-hmm. Right, that was the kind of the limit of your emoji world and to look how far we've come since then of all the varying opportunities that emojis provide. So it begs the question, will we eventually just only use emojis? No. I don't think so. I hope not. I don't have time to decipher. Like, if you send me a string of emojis, like if I'm bored Mm -hmm. and it's like a puzzle that you want me to figure out, okay, maybe. But I don't have time to sit and, okay, well, this one means this. I don't have time for that. I don't follow it on Twitter, but occasionally someone will retweet it. There are some accounts on Twitter that their specialty is just in emoji tweets, and it's it's a little bit like um, Wordle. Where there's mm-hmm. one a day and you try to figure out, okay, what is it that they're what is it that they're <laughs> saying? So I can see doing that for fun, but yeah. I will I will say I, I think it's weird for me to use a lot of emojis, but then it's it's worse though to see people who are older than me using it just you you see what I'm saying? I can't mm-hmm. I just feel like it's like, am I too old for emojis? But it's become much more simplified. It saves time. Like, smiley face. Yeah, no, without a doubt. <laughs> I wish they would hurry and move all my unicorns somewhere else. Have you noticed that? No, I haven't really. In your emojis, mm-hmm. I have unicorns that come first, even before my recents. It's weird. Huh. Well, 
don't uh, know if Alea. We, we do I have know. a we do have a six year old who loves unicorns. So yes, but I, she I never let her play with my phone or rarely. Oh, but Apple knows. Uh, they know everything. They know everything. Bunch of unicorns. Over 90% of U.S. emoji users agree that emojis make it easier for them to express themselves, an overwhelming majority. The top five favorite emojis seem to be perennial faves in the emoji game, crying, laughing, thumbs up, red heart, crying, laughing, extra hard, and single tear. Those are the seeming most favorites. I get the okay from people mm-hmm. and i don't know like i don't know is that have enough emotion like is that is that, is that thumbs up two thumbs up uh i get i get this a lot from my dad i get the, the praying hands which is actually thanks i get that one yeah i have oh. someone that absolutely despises the thumbs up and i'm like what i mean I, if i'm in a position that's all of god what do you want me to well, i mean love, would you rather we not respond right ken in the building he he doesn't ever go to the emoji tab he just because you know you can type in an emoji and it'll recommend uh-huh. you so that's how he always does thumbs up so he'll sometimes text me the words thumbs up because he'll forget to hit. <laughs> that is I mean, it, it, hap- it happens more often than and then and then he immediately responds back with a thumbs up emoji that, yeah so i got it the first time like <laughs> It works the same. Yeah. I'm not sure if you've ever gotten that. I can so see that out again. I love it. Uh, a new study says smartphone cameras will soon be able to monitor blood oxygen. You know, your O2 levels, you got the thing, the Bluetooth mm-hmm. thing you put on your thumb or you put on your finger and you wear it around. Apparently, a smartphone is going to be able to do that in the future. It could soon help measure the amount of oxygen in your blood. Researchers from the University of Washington say the technology involves placing a finger over the camera and flash. AI deciphers levels from the flow patterns in the resulting video. Interesting. Information could be seamlessly transmitted to a doctor's office. Virtual medicine is going to, or at least telemedicine. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's already it's it has it has already changed, but the leaps and bounds it's going to take in the next five years is going to be remarkable. Uh, the, they're already selling these remote these health kits, you know, that basically give you the equivalent of the tools that they would use in the physician's office, whether it's a stethoscope or whether it's, you know, something to look up your nose or it's just going to be, it's really, really going to be remarkable the way that it's going to change. All right. We like to feature at least once a week or so a couple of items from the Am I the Butthead forum on Mm -hmm. Reddit. And here's the latest. I already know how the two of you here in the studio (laughs) are going to react. One of you is going to react much more strongly than the other, I predict. An amateur bodybuilder who enjoys ice cream as a cheat day treat says he recently ended up on the wrong side of his mother-in-law after refusing to let her lick his ice cream stick. He had bought ice cream for himself, his wife, and his mother-in-law to enjoy during a movie night, expecting they'd each stick to their own. However, when he was halfway through his own stick, his mother-in-law asked if she could try a lick of his. He politely declined, telling her there was more of the same flavor in the freezer, but she persisted, explaining she just wanted a taste, not the whole stick. So, he took to Am I the Butthead to ask... Once and say once more, I politely told her that I honestly didn't want her to lick mine. I offered her the rest of mine and I just grabbed the second one sitting in the freezer. But then the wife gets involved and they both turn on him. 
says, my mother-in-law told me that I didn't have to do all that and I could just resume eating my first one because she's finished trying it out. I said, no thanks, to which my wife and the mother-in-law both proceeded to call me greedy and selfish for not sharing. He said to make matters worse, the vexed ice cream lover says his mother-in-law has a habit of letting her dogs lick her face, including the inside of her mouth, thus making her offer even less tempting. Okay. Do I even need to answer? <laughs> no. I mean, I... <laughs> and, and so Get your own. <laughs> just so happens my mother-in-law is your mother. Mm-hmm. And I would pull the trick that she pulls and which he attempted to do. You know, when she when you ask to use her chapstick, uh-huh. she would just give it to it be- you. It becomes so your chapstick. So her first time of asking me, may I have a lick, and I, because I would know that there's more in the freezer, mm-hmm. I just hand it to her. Here you go. Mm-hmm. But no, I don't think he's a butthead. And he's not greedy. No. Yeah. He's, not, he's not greedy. It was his at ice all. cream as a treat. Get your own. That's right. I just <laughs> and knew. You had your own. I was a little surprised that I didn't hear Sam over there making like oh, convulsion just, sounds. Yeah, like, no. Bleh. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> keep it all inside. I just figured keep you were going to have this real strong reaction to that. No, he's not a butthead. No. He did it the right way. But when they both turned on him, you know, his wife took his her mother's side. You're like, oh. Let the mother-in-law eat the wife. That's right. They all had the same ice cream. Why didn't she lick hers? There's something else going on there. There's more to the story. We got to get to a break. We'll come back. There's more on the way. We got our water cooler question. Your chance to win coming up here on In the Know. Did you know electric cars were introduced in 1896? And by the end of the century, almost half of cars were electric. So the combustion engine actually rooted out the electric car, and now it appears that eventually we may come full circle on that as uh, we shift back to uh, electricity. So electric cars have apparently already been a thing, and then range became an issue, and, you know, the the highway system that we built, the road system, we needed to be able to go further than electricity could take us, and so it's kind of an interesting story. Here's today's water cooler question. If you've not won in the last 30 days, you're 18 years of age or older, you qualify to win by texting your answer to 270-259-6000, 270-259-6000. We are going to give you an opportunity to choose from theme park tickets. And then today, we're going to throw in a $25 gift card to Wendy's. Oh, $25 gift card to Wendy's. Wow. So we maybe not give you breakfast for a year. Year, but we can give you breakfast for oh, that you know, me. three or four days. Mm-hmm. Have you? Did you fact, win I, yet, Sam? Uh, no, but I. I've I got to play today. I talked to uh, one of our K one hundred five Digital Productions crew members. He had Wendy's breakfast the other day. He said, and he said it was delicious. Wendy's Breakfast Matching Game dot com. Your chance to win. Maybe he won breakfast free breakfast for, for a year, and that's how he got his breakfast this weekend. I don't think so. I hope not, because that means they delivered his breakfast for a year mm-hmm. sooner than they delivered mine, because mine hasn't arrived yet. Well, I mean, he's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's true. 
You don't so know which one I'm, I'm just, talking about. I'm just a medium deal. Mm-hmm. Well, just in general, because mm-hmm. I, you know, all your people are big deals. I'm, uh-huh. I'm just a medium to small deal. It wasn't the cook. It wasn't Alex I, Cook. I, I got you. I got you. Uh, so yeah, we'll give you your chance at uh, a twenty-five dollar Wendy's gift card and uh, theme park tickets for you to choose from. If you can be successfully the first person to identify the water cooler question today, and it says the average person has three of these, but you probably only use two the average person has three but you probably only use two do you have three and text the two? correct answer to two seven zero two five nine six thousand i have at least three do you only use two of them now? yep Ooh. yep pretty much Text the answer to 270-259-6000. Text the answer to 270-259-6000. Here, I'm going to show without ever seeing it. If I'm right, do I get the $25 gift card? Uh, you'll have to wrestle uh, uh, the winner listener for it. Viewer. Uh, it depends on the new, who wins for the day. I, mean, that's... I think that might be a good guess, though, don't you think? I'm not sure. Do you think he has more than two? I think it's a good... Or more than three? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So you only have three of these, or you think you might have three? I don't know the exact number, to tell you the truth. Uh, I mean, I could sit I mean, down and figure it out, but I don't, I don't know. round one, but I don't think... I could be wrong. So Apple has this movie, Emancipation. It's in the can. It's ready to be released. But now they don't know what to do with it because it stars Will Smith. So earlier this year, the slap that happened at the Oscars, Will Smith went underground. And now, basically, Apple has this paperweight. When do they release it? Are we ready? The day, we, the, day we, the day after the Oscars. Yeah, it makes me wonder if it was ready the day after the Oscars. Because like, I would have thrown it out right away. If it wasn't ready the day after, then there was probably a period of time that it was weird. It was like, oh, yeah, now's not a good time to do I this think, unless you do, can do it the day after. Do people even still really talk about this? No, and that's why I'm wondering. So aren't we ready? Like, are, mm-hmm. aren't we ready to go? Okay. I mean, the next yeah, thing is let's come. see it. I mean, yeah, now, yeah. Well, here's one of the problems, is that it was considered a surefire Oscar contender. Hmm. So, and now that he he can't, he can't attend the Oscars, <laughs> then... Can he virtually attend? I don't know. Can he, can he wear a straitjacket? Can he, if he... If he's bound to where he can't slap anyone, can he handcuffs or something? I don't know. So it's just not any. It's not just any movie that they're sitting on. So at what point in time? And I guess the question is: Does it become more valuable every day, or does it decrease in value every day that they don't show it? I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> I was hoping that you all had the answer. I'm still stuck in this water cooler. Let's see. Because one came to mind immediately. Somebody's gotten it. Saying we could have a winner. Could or we do? I can't tell you just yet. Oh, my goodness. All right, what else? Because whoever it is, if I'm right, I wrote it down first. 
And Derek, I haven't won in the last 30 days. Derek Jeter's Florida mansion that Tom Brady rented is going to be demolished. So this is the actual mansion that they used in the filming of the Captain documentary because I recognize the interior uh, photos of it. It's in Tampa. It's also the home that Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchen rented from the Jeters in 2020 during Brady's first year with the Buccaneers. Records filed in the last week's show a demolition application for commercial purposes has been submitted. So they're going to demolish this home that sold in May of 2021 for $22.5 million. And I guess they want to rebuild some type of resort or hotel or something on it. It's uh, 22,000 square feet. It has 345 feet of water views. I just can't imagine. Like, you better have a real solid business plan if you're going to just demolish. They could have done like an Airbnb, say, stay a night in Derek Jeter's house. You would think that, I mean... I, I don't I guess they would have to build somewhat vertically to be able to capitalize this, this on that This is the house space. that caused seems... Giselle and Tom to divorce. <laughs> well, it's um, – or wait a minute, though. Uh, is this the house that um, Antonio Brown lived in the pool house when they rented it? Remember? Because when he went when he went to Tampa Bay, didn't he live Nathan. live with Brady for a while? That's, that's one person who I don't read about. I mean, all. I know you don't, but surely you had to know at least that piece no, of information. I, I avoid any time I ever see that name. I just – it's like a direct left turn. You just say, forget it. Uh-huh. Never mind. It's an automatic tune out. Uh, Chelsea was the first to know email addresses. Oh. Chelsea was the first to know email addresses. I have an Apple one. I have a Gmail one that all of our home entertainment is connected to, all of our YouTube TV. And then I have my work one, but I just use two. So... I have at least three. I think I only have three. Does that make sense now? Sam, was that what you wrote? Phone charger. Phone charger. Oh, I got way more than two phone chargers, three phone chargers. We got to get to a break. We'll come back. Congratulations, Chelsea. Get to a break. Come back. Finish it up for the morning here on In the Note. MPs, point to ponder for today. Will self-driving cars have windshield wipers? Why would they not? Humans need windshield wipers to drive. Self-driving cars don't need windshield but, wipers uh, well, to drive. You still want to see out. I didn't say we wouldn't, but will they put them on? Will it be an option? Won't self-driving cars still have the ability for you to drive it? Mm-hmm. It's my I understanding. Uh-huh. I I mean, when it goes completely be. autonomous, don't we uh-huh. eventually go to complete like a, autonomy? Like a rail system almost? Okay, I guess that's when I go back to a horse and buggy or something. <laughs> Some people have gotten a head start on you. <laughs> Some people around you are already are already horse and buggying it. Sam, we're not too far from. I had a story. I don't know where it got to about flying bicycles. So learning to ride a bike is one of our earliest achievements in life. But what about learning to fly your bike? The world's first flying bike was recently revealed at the Detroit Auto Show. And it is a, um, it might ride like the drone like vehicle instead of cars. It's called the X Turismo hover bike. It's capable of flying for 40 minutes and reaching speeds up to 60 miles an hour. I can't even ride a hoverboard. Mm. I, yeah, I think I'm going to pass. You're out on that one? I tried yeah. my little I like, cousins. I like my two feet on the ground. It was a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on television tonight, The Bachelorette on ABC. 
FBI on CBS. It's the season it, five premiere. Is it premiere. Like almost? Is it the season finale? Does it say season I, nineteen finale? I, was gonna say, I thought how it was. Did, how did you know that, Sam? There, I have a friend. I have somebody that I went to college with on Twitter who is in a pool, so he live tweets it every week, and yeah, I've right. almost gotten to the point where I have to mute him every likely story every every Wednesday or. What is it, Tuesday, that it comes on because he... So this is why you were really brokenhearted about your internet not uh, working is because yes, that I thought you I was feared going to that miss your bachelorette that. finale apparently the person, jeopardy. Apparently he's very upset about the person he thinks is going to win. Oh. Well. I, I'd call him out, but it's not like anybody knows who he is. Pawn so. Stars on the History Channel tonight. So yeah, that's what you can watch after you finish The Bachelorette. <laughs> Today's highlight in history, this day 1973, in their so-called Battle of the Sexes, tennis star Billie Jean King defeated Bobby Riggs in straight set 6-4-6-3-6-3 at the Astrodome. Portuguese explorer Ferdinand Magellan, Magellan like a felon, set out on his journey this date in 1519. Let's go ahead and get to birthdays for today. Sophia Loren is 88. Gary Cole is 66. So Gary Cole, he plays Parker on NCIS. He played Christine Baranski's husband on The Good Fight. But don't forget, Gary Cole is also... Reese Bobby, isn't he? Yeah, he's Ricky Bobby's dad. He's the one that drives the Uh cougar with the cougar. (laughs) 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 Which is one of my more favorite roles. I like him opposite Christine Baranski. Uh He's okay on NCIS, but he's not Mark Harmon. He's the Mark Harmon placeholder, so I'm having a hard time warming up. Mm -hmm. I I was very disappointed. I made a Ricky Bobby reference last night in front of all three of the crew members that were there working with us, and not one of them... Oh. had seen the movie. And, and now you and know how we feel sometimes. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a classic movie. It is a classic. It's uh, hard to... and, it's, and it's a newer classic. Like, I haven't seen the movies from, you know, when they're in black and white. I'm sorry. Come on now. Gunner and Matthew, <laughs> Matthew Nelson are 55. I got home from the ball game Saturday afternoon, and The Wizard of Oz was on, speaking uh-huh. of classics. And has so Alaya seen it yet? She has now. Uh-huh. Well, well, she all except the last 10 minutes. Um, but we all just laid in Alaya's bed and watched... Uh, the Wizard of Oz. She in or out? Oh, she was definitely she in. Loved it. And it, it's w- one of those things that I just turned on. I didn't ask what you want to watch. I just turned it on, and it's like she's just stopped in her tracks. Uh-huh. Good. And then climbed right on up, and yeah, she was... She loved the part of the horse of a different color. Yes. <laughs> like, that horse keeps changing colors. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, Gunner and Matthew Nelson are 55 today, and actor Inuka Okuma is 50. Don't know anything about Inuka Okuma, but if I get a chance to say it, I am. Of course. Inuka Okuma. That would be a great baseball name. Now batting, Inuka Okuma. I'm looking her up to see if I even know who she is. Gone but not forgotten, Ferdinand Jelly Roll Morton in 1890. Red Arbach in 1917. Kind of surprised I would even mention Red Arbach. <laughs> Typically avoid things Boston. Uh, those are the, all the gone but not forgotten. <laughs> See if I can find a chart topper. She was in one episode of Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> well, I don't know her from that. I'll see you. Yeah, give me. Um, Let's go to chart toppers. Did you ever watch the show Rookie Blue on ABC? I did not. Nope, I 1954. Les Baxter, number one, with the high and the mighty. So, uh, 
Look, The High and the Mighty was a John Wayne movie. No, it was not a it was not a cowboy movie. This was a naval movie that John Wayne was in. <laughs> Doesn't that sound about right? Doesn't that sound like a Les Baxter John Wayne? Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like something. Just say just say yeah. Yes. All right, here we go. Let's go to nineteen sixty three. Martha and the Vandellas and Heatwave, number one. I promise if you listen long enough, Martha and the Vandellas would sing. I don't know that I can trust you though. <laughs> you can uh, you can verify. You don't have to just you don't just have to trust. You can also verify after the show. Chicago, Saturday in the park, number one in seventy two. It's a good Chicago song, not my. F- I mean, oh yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, Juice Newton, number one. Speaking of Queen of Hearts, is, has Alea seen Alice in Wonderland yet? Oh yeah, nineteen eighty one. seen? No, the, not both. She's not seen. The, not not going into the Johnny Depp version. Nope, we're not. We're, we're not doing those yet. It's a little different. Can't ruin the classics. No. I don't know. I mean, it's later. Not bad. Later we will, but we are going through all the classics. You gotta have first. the foundation yes. form first, then you can layer over the top of it if you need to. Belle Biv DeVoe, number one in 19 to the 90s. You can know me in the morning, you can know me Let's go from 1990. Let's jump in and go to 1999. Sugar Ray and Someday. Mark McGrath. Yeah, that singer, I don't know. Sugar Ray. It's a good song, yeah. I think Mark McGrath is the lead singer of Sugar Ray. I'm sure K105 has played lo- uh, this song quite a few times. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, um, mm-hmm. Yes, we have. 08. 14 years ago today, Chris Brown was number one with Forever. Wow. 14. Many, many middle school dancers had this one, too. <laughs> uh, and Jim and Pam's wedding. Yes, yes I was going to say. Yeah, this is when they're on the uh, the boat, right? Uh, they do that, and then it carries it over. They actually they actually do the flash mob type of thing right. in the ceremony coming That's down right. the aisle. Which reminds me, I'm thinking of the moment when remember when Michael <laughs> was walking Phyllis down the aisle. Do you remember that episode when Phyllis got married? Uh huh. I do. Uh huh. And it was he was supposed to push Phyllis's father in the That's wheelchair. Right. That's right. But. Right, he basically shoved Phyllis's dad out. Yeah, of the way, so, so that he, he could yeah be his <laughs> usual self. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. And Despacito, number one, five years ago today. All right, Impy's Pearl of Wisdom for today says it is better to fail in originality than to succeed in imitation. It is better to fail in originality than to succeed in imitation. Impy's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for B, Jimmy and B, and now you're in the know.